Hey, Omar of Play Rugby USA, what's your favorite rugby show? MLR Weekly. How come it's not the rugby odds? JBL. Because of JBL? No, I hate that guy. Shout out Play Rugby too. Play Rugby USA. Thank you, Omar. No problem. And Omar, because you got those questions correctly, you got that handsome Vegas Sevens Samoa Sevens rugby shirt. Thank you. Hey, John Bernadette, man. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what, you're right to applaud me, and I appreciate it. But I also have in the sponsor Opportunity Green Room my compadres, uh, WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate John Bradshaw Layfield and his pal King Gifte Bailu, the inventor of words, prepping for this show. And what do we have on this show, you ask? Well, look at the Your Company name here, Slate, and you can see what we have. It's a great show, and we also have Irish rugby legend George Hook waiting in the wings. So let's bring in John and Gift. Gentlemen, 34 and 26, and it didn't look good for us on Friday night because the Friday night games absolutely sucked. And Friday night games should not be played. That's my thought. That's on because that. they were on, uh, they're feeling the itis after Thanksgiving that they may or may not have yep. been able to celebrate. Or That's they right. went out Black Friday shopping because they were trying to get their good deals that are may or may not actually be real deals. Bam! You realize you're not talking about an American professional athlete, right? Hey, 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 American colonialism and consumerism is universal. Thank you Bam. very much. Bam. Take that. I apologize, Gift. I didn't. I can't gift a bailo. I apologize. I, I am. And by the way, the rugby network me. has a game on that starts like thirty minutes late. You can't. You can't get it. Like you go on it, and the game is not on. And all of a sudden, it inexplicably starts. How about the URC South African highlights? If you're watching the highlights, they're out of sequence. They're all over the place, and people are going berserk, complaining on YouTube about it. But. Hey, listen, at least the highlights are there, folks. Come on. Highlights, they scored 183 points between three teams, South African teams. I am stunned that you came up with that number, and it's actually true. It's actually true. Of course it's true. Because of that, we have an unprecedented reversal here. You were supposed to be in the walk of shame, but because you just came out with that, John, you're no longer in the walk of shame for being a moron. You're in it because you got something right. How about that? that You're so shamefully zero, good. Zero cents. You wonder why nobody shamefully watches good. this show because of stupid stuff like that. Well done, John. But we still have the wooden spoon to talk about, Gith, so don't be giggling too much. you stick it in your temple? Excuse me? Stick the wooden spoon in your temple. <laughs> you... Gift doesn't mind the wooden spoon because he likes to paddle upstream to the to, to see Khaleesi play six minutes a match for Rassing. Was King Ibelu right or wrong? He was right. And Rossing put a whooping on them boys. Boom, yes. bam. Yes. And that's why, John, in the tiebreaker, you get the wooden spoon. Oh, how about wooden spoon that? <laughs> Fair enough. Any observations before we bring George in? Something that caught the dumber version of what you were going to talk about with George. Just admit that uh, I was right about Sia Khaleesi, and you were horribly, horribly wrong. Admit Just it. Horribly wrong. Admit it. Admit it. Go ahead. The sun don't shine on the same wrong. dogs every day. Sia Culpa. 
Mea culpa, please beg for mercy. Boom. Bam. Hey, we got to hold it there for a second and take a quick break. We'll be right back. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. Sir, what is your name? Fionn. Fionn? Yes. Uh, I have this pig and whistle keychain for you. The world's greatest rugby pub keychain for you. It's age-appropriate because it doesn't come with alcohol. Who is the worst rugby broadcaster pundit that you can think of? John Bradshaw Layfield. Thank you, sir. There's your pig and whistle gift. <laughs> Thank you. You're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times. Go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we're back with George Hook. George, welcome All right, George Hook. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! George, talk to us about rugby this weekend. Well, if I can start with Zebra, the beloved uh, team of, of uh, Mr. Layfield. Oh, as I not anymore. As I suggested to you last week, it was going to be a bit difficult for them when yeah. they went to the Republic of South Africa, and it duly was, and they conceded 60 points. But if you look at the table as we speak, in seventh place, with the same number of points as the fourth place team, so in effect they're in fourth place, is Benetton, who had a fantastic win away from home at Edinburgh. Now, that's a big deal. Like That should not pass unnoticed. It's no surprise that Zebra take a hiding down South Africa. But the other thing is, they are three spots above the bottom. Yeah. Like they're in fourth from bottom. Now, for Zebra, that's a reasonable performance. And the worrying feature, again, of course, is that two of the three teams at the bottom are Welsh teams. The other interesting thing is that the top of the table are Glasgow. Now, to the best of my knowledge, and uh, I wouldn't, my bookmaker, Mr. Layfield, I wouldn't put necessarily money that I'm correct on this, but I suspect it's been a while since the Scottish team has been top of the table. So it's been an interesting weekend. One more thing. Leinster played Munster in Lansdowne Road, also known as the Aviva Stadium for the snobs in the room. But at Lansdowne Road, over 49,000 people, a full house, turned up for a thriller. I mean, a thriller. So the thing is, there are, and nobody more than me, is, is negative about this game. But we can't knock the positive side. We can't throw the baby out with the dishwasher. What we saw in Dublin at the weekend, in front of a full house, in, in you know, the National Stadium. Fantastic performance. Gift, what did you notice this weekend? There's only one thing that has to be said. Oh, here we go. The Khaleesi effect has taken his place. What? What do you talk about? The first try off of that mole? Sia Khaleesi. Remember this hater guy over here talking about, oh, is he going to play the whole 40 minutes? He's going to play 30 minutes? minutes. What happened? Impact immediately. Immediately. Also on the interception. Immediately. That's all that has to be said. I don't have any other. So I want to dub. 
I want to dovetail on that because I have an observation. I want to ask uh, Mr. George a question, please. So you had three South African teams scored 53, 61, and 69 points. Insane amount of points being scored down there. Are you jumping ahead to the question segment? No, I'm not. Yes, shut up. This is our show. You you just be be an innocent bystander, okay? That's the show much better if you don't talk. So the the question is, you now you did have Canuck, who's a decent team, but you had Zebra and you had uh, Dragons down there. So it wasn't like they beat three really top teams, but they did beat three teams that are professional teams very bad. Is the South Africa teams, are the South Africa teams, are they that much better with the Rugby World Cup players coming back? Or did they just find three teams that they could boat race and they just poured it on them? Well, you've almost answered your own question, really, John, in a sense that, of course, the return of the World Cup players makes a difference. But if South Africa, the country, has won the World Cup more times than anybody else, uh, since their arrival back in international rugby, they've been a dominant force. Why are we surprised that their provincial sides are doing very well. So, I mean, I don't think we should be surprised, although nevertheless, third from the bottom in the URC is one of those South African teams. Um, So, you see, even in this modern time with jets and travel, travel to South Africa is still a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with some questions for George Hook after this. For the U.S. Eagles private issue hat, what's your favorite rugby show? The rugby odds. Ding, 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 Thank ding. You. John Linfield sucks. You need your cleats. You need them tomorrow. If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back with George Hook, John Bradshaw, Layfield, and Kim Bailu. John, you have something that you wanted to know or ask of George Hook? Absolutely, because I've got the Irish legend. i got to ask the Irish question about Munster. Munster played a couple weeks ago in the pouring rain. Great game. Got a little benefit from a referee's call. Those things go both ways. Just, those things happen. Last week uh, in Leinster, no shame in losing to Leinster in a great game. Is Munster as good as they have been this season? Because at times they have not looked at it. When you talk about Munster in particular, more than any of the four different provinces, um, like it's a divided province, astonishingly. Like the two major cities in Munster are Cork and Limerick, and they don't talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, in the old amateur days, things to be better around. Where are we going to practice? Are we going to practice in Limerick or are we going to practice in Cork? And then they'd have to have a vote to decide where the heck they were going to practice. Now, it doesn't exist to that same degree, but it does in a sense. The second thing is the whole tradition. The feeling and like you got to remember in Munster, 
Limerick are the All-Ireland Hurling Champions. Now, there's a kid growing up down the street at 13 years of age. Is he going to kick a rugby ball or is he going to carry a hurley? At the moment, he's carrying a hurley. So rugby added at that level is, in Munster, is getting uh, competition from hurling. Uh, when at one point it looked as if, amazingly, rugby was going to be the major sport. They're good, though. I mean, they have, and you see this in all sport, really, it's about testosterone. Some guys just have testosterone and some teams don't. And most have it. It won't be far away at all come the end of this season. Do you think Munster has a letdown playing Glasgow at Musgrave? Well, I, I think, look, I, I mean, I slightly exaggerate. I mean, modern professional rugby players, no matter from modern professional lawyers, doctors, dentists, or whatever, don't allow extraneous factors to impact on what they do. So Munster and Cork would be much the same as they are in Limerick, by and large. Glasgow will be a big ask for them. Of course they will. But, I mean, if they lose, they won't be blaming Musgrave Park. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Gift? Yeah. So, you know, I had a chance to watch a little bit of highlights this weekend. And, you know, obviously it's a great Thanksgiving. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving time period. Um, but in the season... Hey, 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 back up, Chuck. Will you explain to this guy that we weren't on the Mayflower? We had no intention of going on he the doesn't... Mayflower. And oh, look... furthermore, we wouldn't have been us as Irish Catholics. We wouldn't have been allowed on a bloody Puritan yeah. like yeah. the Mayflower. I it's assume called millennials, George. It's called Treason Day in England. <laughs> That being said, you know, I, watching the games, and I wanted to talk specifically more the Sharks and Dragons game, you're watching this game happen, and obviously the score is completely further than what it felt like on the field. What do you see that makes the difference between the Dragons that seem like they have an incredibly talented team with these little moments of mistakes versus a team like the Sharks that have been, that absolutely just seem to just find their way to drill, drill, drill? Like, what is it that's making the difference? Because between them and I know the Cardiff uh, versus Stormers game that was, you know, a nail biter. We all got wrong. Yeah, but it was a nail biter. Like, what is those technical differences that you see? Well, like before you were born uh, in the early 1970s, Wales were the dominant team in Europe, okay? And even before that, when touring sides would visit, like Australia, South Africa, well, particularly New Zealand and South Africa, they played a club side in Wales. They didn't play a selection. They played a club side. They played, and they lost on occasions, on famous occasions to Clannacle or whatever. Now Wales have nothing. And I mean, words cannot describe the state of Welsh rugby. It is in disarray. So no matter what you do when you put 22 guys in into a uh, 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 changing room and you say, go out there, lads, and give your lives for the jersey, 
the trying to guys say, hold on, nobody has given their lives for us and we're underpaid, disorganized, blah, blah, blah. So morale is poor. And that is what creates. And it doesn't matter what sport it is. It doesn't matter whether it's rugby or what the heck it is. The, George, the is it, would it be teams, would it be the great teams don't make mistakes? George, would it be blasphemous to suggest that Wales uh, the Welsh Rugby Union consolidate the four teams into two teams because it's not the four provinces from Ireland, and it never will be. I don't think there's an easy answer. I honestly don't. I, I mean, I, I there's this part of me that thinks if they put bloody Wales into the ORC, that they'd still lose because such is <laughs> the morale and the number of players who are who are leaving. Uh, Welsh rugby to go abroad. I mean, it's a tragedy. It is an utter tragedy. Like, All right, I, so I have a question I, for you. Words, rarely in my life do words fail me, but words fail me to describe the tragedy that is Welsh rugby. Like you're hosting, Matt. <laughs> oh, your mic's going off in 30 <laughs> seconds. I wanted to ask you, if there's a game that you wanted to watch to be able to bring back the childhood nostalgia of the old, what rugby match would you want to be able to rewatch for Christmas time? You mean if I didn't watch The Quiet Man? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, The Quiet Man trumps them all, you know? The greatest phrase ever is Innisfree. You can't get there from here. <laughs> it's, the great, it's the greatest show ever. Oh, Micheline Flynn raised on steel, Micheline. Steel so hot <laughs> that it would burn the halls of hell. Wayne to Barry Fitzgerald. Anyway, uh, actually, I'm looking at a picture of me and Maureen O'Hara, which believe no. that over nice. there. Yeah. Um, lucky bastard. Do you want me to show it to you or not? Yes. Let's go. Yes. George and Maureen O'Hara. All right. Nice, let's go. <laughs> Icons. Excellent, excellent. A rugby match, like, there are so many. But I remember I was a student, and, and i got to get my dates right. Um, I, I think it would have been uh, 60, 63, Twickenham. And we're going over there to play England at Twickenham, Fortress Twickenham, no chance. And not only do we be hockey them, right, but there is a wonderful tribe, which is in top 10 tries of all time, which had two uh, switches in it. First with Mike Gibson and the great Jerry Walsh in the centre. Then Jerry Walsh does another switch with Pat Casey. And Pat Casey goes under the bin. And I'm in Twickenham. Oh, that was a great game. I mean, there's tons. But, I mean, you asked me. Have we time for one more topic? Yes. We, we have two more topics. No, but go ahead. As, as you know, there's a lot of discussion about the fact that Antoine Dupont is going to not play in the Six Nations, but play in the Olympic Sevens. Yes. If I were picking the Ireland team for the Olympic Sevens, I'd pick Johnny Sexton and fly out. Seriously? Seriously. It's a you know, it's a speed young it's you a younger guys kidding? in a speed game. Yeah, but there's no tackling and it, you know, there's no nothing. I mean, I, you can play it at thirty nine. All right. 
okay. the only game. Have you heard about tag? Have you? Have you heard about tag? Has <laughs> tag gone to America? Has oh it? man! All right, George. Watch shifting gears back to fifteens and union because I know that you could talk all day about sevens. Yeah. Who plays more shamefully on the road? The top fourteen teams or the South African URC teams? Well, as long as I've been following French rugby, um, they, the French automatically assume the home team is going to win. Like, it, it, it just all of the, the French were appalling travelers. And the national team weren't that much different. The national team in Paris was a completely different animal to the national team on the road. And I still think that the French teams are the worst still travelers in rugby. I can't quite work the South Africans out, to be honest, because there's no reason why they they should be bad on the road. All right. One last question. I know we're stretching the, the, the limits of our time here, but in the premiership, would Andre Pollard, if you owned a team, would he be your first pick at fly half? The premiership being the English first division, you mean? That yeah. premiership. Yeah, Pollard's playing for Tigers now. Yeah, I mean, like, I have no interest in the premiership. I mean, <laughs> like, Wasps are gone. Worcester, Worcester are gone. My beloved London Irish are gone. You know, if Koje is going to go to France, who gives a hoot? Like the only John thing does. is, a big fan of Mar- the, the bad news got worse this week. Where Farrell is saying he's going to play into the next century. <laughs> he says he's going to play in the next World Cup. Let's leave it on a good note. Thank you, George. Much appreciated. <laughs> God bless, lads. All right. Don't go anywhere. John Layfield sucks. From New York City comes America's longest-running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap-Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. Sir, for this USA Eagles hoodie... Do you think, yes or no, that John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate, is a good broadcaster? No, I don't even know who he is. And we're back. How great again was it to have George on, John and Gift, to bring us up a notch, right? Huh? Come on. Now let's keep it going. Let's keep that, yep, that keep you going. high yep, bar. Keep you going. This is just normal life for us, you know? High normal. bar. Normal. Come on, high bar, we guys. Run, we run at a high volume. We run with big bandwidth. That's what we do. That's how we roll. Exactly. All right, let's take that right into our picks. Let's go to the URC. John, who do you like in the United Rugby Championship? I like the Bulls. The Bulls. The Vodacom Bulls. Vodacom, 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 Vodacom Bulls is who I like. They rolled in boys yesterday. It was like a powerful wave, the way they play rugby. And I think they're going to do the same thing to the Sharks. So pick the Vodacom, Vodacom Bulls. Over the Hollywood Bets Sharks. Okay, gift. Yes. Yo, look, we're about to get a repeat. You know you know what they say about male Lions? They have to go, when they're in heat, they pound out 17 times within a day. And that's about to be what happens to the Dragons. Repeat effort pounding. Again, 
Big score, 28 and a half point spread. Look for the Lions to get those dragons pregnant with a loss. Wow, <laughs> that is not a PETA compliant pick. How about that? Boom! Well, you said, but way. that just, I know one thing, it raised us from a PG 13 show to an R rated show over, over Look at one... your head. Your head's R rated. All right. Well, uh, good picks. Good picks. I like those. I like Ulster. I, they were my pick last week. They let me down as my pick of the week, but I think they're back home and they're going to beat the hell out of the Scots after they lost to Edinburgh. They're going to beat up on the Glaswegians. So I'm taking Ulster. Next, we have the Premiership. John. Bristol looked amazing last week in a heck of a rugby game against Saracens. I'm going to give them the nod this week, laying the seven and a half points against Gloucester. Okay. Gift. We got the next matchup, Series versus Northampton. Look, I feel like the Series got this, but, hey, contract's about to go. Mara Toji might not be back next year. We got things now spinning in the head as we get closer, but I look at Series to be able to still keep the spread, just get the 13 and a half points, and get the win. And I am certifiably insane, and I'm taking all those points with Newcastle or the Falcons. Moving over to the Dubai Sevens. That's right, Sevens is back. Gift, who do you like to win the men's? Seeing what we've seen before, look for Argentina to miraculously break through their economy and get the win on this one with all that speed they have on the edge. John. I'm going to pick the New Zealand men. And wait for a second, I'll pick the New Zealand women too in just a minute when you ask me. Okay, fair enough. I'm going with the US and A and the returns of Madison Hughes and Ben Pinkelman to that lineup. Gift, who do you like on the women's side? Hey, USA women all day. We coming out on top. They got fire in their hearts. We're doing it. John was skipping you because you're picking the New Zealand women. You already said it. I'm picking the USA again, the women and the men to win in Dubai. Moving on to the top 14. Gift. Yo, the power of Sia Khalifi shall continue on for another week. Rocks 92 on the road against Claremont. Break the trend. Show the spanking. They're going to race their way through. <laughs> Jean, you know what everybody would like to do to you, Matt? It's like the old Batman where you go, pow, pow, right in the face. And that's who I'm choosing. Pow, over Toulon. Okay. All right. You you know what? You you need to get back in the ring and work. Like Ow! Some right in the face. Some of that aggression. You John. have the I most need... punchable face in the history of faces. Yep. <clears throat> see? All right. Okay. You need to, you need to, you know, see somebody and talk about things. I'm going to go with Castra. Minus seven and a half at Leon with Leon coming in. I think Castra is going to beat them. I think that line is going to come down a little bit more. Let's go to our picks of the week. John. Benetton rolled outside of Italy last week. They're going to roll inside of Italy this week. Benetton is legit, and they're going to beat the Ospreys by more than the seven and a half points the book has. Tough pick. Ospreys aren't playing No, it's poorly. not a tough pick. Benetton's going to win. <laughs> I don't need your commentary on my pick. I don't care if you approve or disapprove. It makes no difference to me. You do not have to editorialize on my picks. Just go to Kingy Melu next. Gift. Yo, I'm calling it USA women making the clean sweep in their bracket. Canada, Spain, take them out. France will be the challenge. But USA actually has the power to stop them and look for them to take on New Zealand actually in the finals. I do expect that to happen. I'm going with the Bulls over the Sharks in the URC in the South African Derby. 
I've already picked that. I already picked that. Just like last week, you're riding on my coat. John's now muted as we end the program. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate, King Gifte Bailu, the inventor of words, George Hook, the Irish rugby legend. And thank you. Please check out our other programs, including the MLR Weekly, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletters. Send us your money, all of it. It's like a yard sale. Join our American Red Cross blood donor team. Oh, my goodness. Get your free dishwasher and toaster. <laughs>